It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Good morning and welcome to Locked On Patriots for Thursday, December 28th. Mark Schofield here in the big chair. And reminder to follow the work. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Schofield. You can follow the work over at Inside the Pylon. Getting ready for the ITP draft guide. Also follow the work over at Bleacher Report. Year-end quarterback rankings there coming out next week. Get excited for that. Today's show sponsored in part by our friends over at mybookie.ag. More on them in a minute. And we're going to deal with one topic today and one topic today only. And that's... Life after Brady. You know, I I mentioned a little bit in yesterday's show how the start of Inside the Pylon grew out of Sons of Sam Horn, Red Sox-based message board. Well, spent some time over on Soch. Yes, that's how I pronounce it, Soch. Yesterday. And topic came up in the forums over there. Life after Brady. How are the Patriots going to address the quarterback position this offseason. And while we're not into the offseason yet, hopefully it won't be for another couple of weeks here, I thought it was a good time to sort of take stock of the quarterback landscape around the league and into the draft class and sort of look at three potential options here at addressing the quarterback position this offseason. And now I want to preface it with this. We're not looking to replace Brady for 2018. The idea here is addressing the QB2 spot to have a guy in place behind Tom Brady and whether you can address that via the draft, via free agency, via trade, going another direction and the ways that you can either address it for the short term or for the long term. And also, shout out to my friends over at uh, SMU Sox gave me some love on on the forum there. Appreciate that. Big listener of the show. Great to great to see that. And so the way I've sort of schemed this out here, and this was kind of the point of discussion in the thread, so sort of taking it to the airwaves here, three sort of paths I think the Patriots can go down. Sort of addressing QB2 into the next season. And we can start with the first one, which I think is, shall we say, the unsexy option. And the unsexy option is this. You simply retain Brian Hoyer for next year. And you sort of kick the entire decision down the road for another year. Maybe you don't like the free agency class. Maybe you don't like the draft class. You know, maybe you're not convinced that you can find sort of the next guy after Brady in that. So you decide, we've got a 32-year-old backup quarterback that knows our offense, that knows our system. We've got him under contract here for a two-year deal. Actually, a three-year deal. Three-year, $4.4 million contract, including $1.5 guaranteed. 
So it's not a lot of money you've got invested in Brian Hoyer. You know, maybe you decide, look, we're just going to kick the whole decision down the road for another year or two. We've got a guy that can come in if we need him. Is Brian Hoyer the long-term answer at quarterback for the New England Patriots? No. You know, but you've got a pro scouting department that's telling you everything you need to know about the guys that are going to be available. You've got a college scouting department that's got their work done, basically, other than meetings and things like that, with the guys that are in the next draft class. If you get everybody together and come up with a determination that, look, Brian Hoyer is probably our, our best bet for at least 2018 at QB2, you know, maybe you take a flyer on a guy late in the draft or a true flyer on a guy in free agency, but maybe that's sort of the quick and dirty answer. Just sort of sit pat. Like I said, it's not the sexy decision by any means, but maybe that's the way that the Patriots go. It's an option. Personally, it's not one that I would entertain. It's not the path that I would go down. But as we talk about the other options... You could see why there might be somebody in the organization, maybe it'll be a, a lone wolf, single minority type who might say, look, look, this is our best bet. Now, in terms of what Hoyer can bring to an offense, you're not, you're getting a guy that can run West Coast concepts that's best when he gets to operate versus zone coverage looks, doesn't have sort of overpowering arm strength and the ability to drill into tight windows against man coverage. There's certainly limitations to him as a passer. Inconsistency in terms of accuracy and ball placement when you get beyond, say, 20 to 25 yards certainly fits best with a West Coast passing offense, which the Patriots, they, they run some West Coast type stuff. You know, so I, I don't think you're getting the full playbook with a Brian Hoyer that you would get with a Tom Brady or some of the other available quarterbacks that might be out there that might be up for consideration in this debate. But he's a relatively inexpensive option at QB2. Again, not the path that I would go down. That's why I addressed this one first. I think there are other sort of intriguing opportunities looking at guys in free agency, guys via trade, or then addressing that in the draft. And we're going to get into those options. Right after I tell you about, again, our friends over at mybookie.ag. And now that the holidays are mostly in the rearview mirror, obviously New Year's Eve is around the corner, but as I've told you guys, those bills are coming. Hopefully you're in a good position when those bills hit the mailbox. But if you're not, look, bowl season is upon us. We've got week 17 in the playoffs. If if you're looking to sort of reestablish the position, Look no further than mybookie.ag. And, and if you're sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout, when you make your plays, sign up at mybookie.ag today. You'll get paid fast when you win. Where you bet, it's just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money better on the bowl games, on the NFL playoffs, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They're the only site I recommend. Now, I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out yourself. They've got odds on every matchup as well as in-game live betting on all this season's NFL action as well as all the bowl games that are upon us. 
Join now. My bookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use promo code LOCKED ON to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Make those holiday bills a little bit easier on your wallets. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so we wrapped up the first sort of segment of the show talking about Brian Hoyer, the unsexy option of QB2 next year for the New England Patriots. Option B would be to address the position, address QB2, via free agency or a trade. And the free agency quarterback class this year, obviously it looks a little different now with the expectation that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to work out some sort of long-term deal with the San Francisco 49ers. You know, the, the biggest name out there is potentially Drew Brees. You know, he's, you know, one-year deal with the Saints – can't imagine him leaving New Orleans. He'd probably have to take some so, somewhat of a a team friendly deal to do it to make the numbers work. I think. Obviously, the guys like Miguel Benzon and Jason Fitzgerald could correct me if I'm wrong on that. You know, but I think the fact that the Saints are competitive now, they've got Kamara, they've got weapons. You know, makes me think they're going to work out a, a way to get Breeze signed so he can finish his career in New Orleans. You know, Kirk Cousins is probably the big name out there now. And I think we can sort of cut to the chase. And New England's not bringing in a guy who's going to expect to be the starting quarterback come week one of the NFL season. You know, there are potential guys out there. You know, Case Keenum is intriguing in the sense that, you know, he was a third-string quarterback, basically, coming into the season. You know, but given the way he's played, he's probably going to want starter money and a starting job. He's not going to come to hold Tom Brady's clubs. And even if he were willing to do that, you know, I'm not sort of, I'm somewhat hesitant on a Case Keenum. Again, I I like what he's done this year, but I think there are some decision-making issues there. There are some arm strength concerns there. Like, he's okay, and he would probably be an upgrade at QB2, but at what cost? You know, so that's sort of the concern there. Other potential quarterbacks in this free agent class, Teddy Bridgewater, Going to be a free agent. I know that there are some people out there that still like him. You know, so how the dominoes sort of fall in Minnesota might be the next thing to keep in mind because Sam Bradford is also a free agent. They've got no quarterbacks under contract for next year. You know, so so maybe you can play sort of the football, the quarterback version of, you know, sign, trade, release, so to speak. You know, who, who are they going to keep? Who are they going to trade? Who are they going to release? They've got decisions to make, and that might sort of start the dominoes in motion. Other guys out there in, in free agency, I mean, you've got Geno Smith, Chase Daniel, playing Gabbard. I mean, maybe potential upgrades over 
Brian Hoyer at that QB2 spot. But it just seems to me that, you know, there's... Are you really going to sort of make this move and bring in a guy like a Geno Smith or an Austin Davis or uh, some of the other names out there, like Brock Osweiler, EJ Manuel? Like, there's just... The return on a move like that when you've got a Brian Hoyer, like, are you getting that much of an upgrade? So it just seems that addressing it via free agency might not be the way to go. Now, maybe you do take a flyer on a guy like a Tom Savage. You know, you take a real flyer on... No, nah, I mean, I, I can't see them bringing in a Brock Osweiler. It just seems like the free agency market, it probably won't be the way to address it. Now, via trade, there might be some interesting guys to think about. And I'm going to focus really on one in particular. And it's a guy that's gotten a lot of criticism this year. His coach has gotten a ton of criticism. There are certainly question marks about him and whether he can he can become an NFL quarterback or a full bust. And that's Deshaun Kaiser with the Cleveland Browns. And I know it sounds kind of crazy to think that the Cleveland Browns might trade away the guy that was their starter this year or most of the year, a guy that was a second-round draft choice. But you've got a new GM in John Dorsey who's going to want to get his guys. He's going to want to go out and get what he calls football guys, right? And it seems like the Deshaun Kaiser experiment just isn't working in Cleveland. And it seems pretty clear that at some point, Probably early in the draft. They've got two picks in the top five. It looks like that's how it's going to shake out. They're going to address quarterback. You know, and they've got Kevin Hogan. They've got Cody Kessler. They've got Kaiser. They probably address quarterback. They might even add somebody in free agency. But it just seems like, you know, given everything we've seen this year, the handwriting seems to be on the wall when it comes to Deshaun Kaiser and his time in Cleveland. So, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm picking up the phone and I'm at least making an inquiry into what it would take to get to Sean Kaiser. I know that might sound crazy given what we've seen on him tape. And believe me, nobody's crushed him from an on-the-field perspective more than I have. I mean, we're seeing mistakes here in week 15, week 16 that we saw back in week one. Staring down receivers, staring down routes, getting lazy with his eyes, making poor decisions, bad situational awareness. Like all the things that drive people crazy when they watch quarterbacks play. All the things that drive Bill Belichick crazy watching quarterbacks play. He's making all of those mistakes. So why do I think this makes sense? Because he's going to be in a much different situation if he comes to New England than he's in right now in Cleveland. You know... In terms of crushing people, I've been crushing Hugh Jackson, too, for the way he's handled Kaiser. He's yanked him in and out of the lineup. He hasn't done enough, I think, from a schematic point to put him in position to succeed. I think they failed to do things from a schematic point that enable that offense to succeed. They haven't done things with motion and things like that to give him... Give him sort of the things that Josh McDaniels gives Tom Brady, the stuff that we talk about all the time. Like, we're giving Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, help in the pre-snap phase. Why wouldn't you do it for your second-round rookie quarterback? So, 
you know, does that happen? I'd give it maybe a 2% chance of happening. But I would at least inquire. Because it looks to me like a situation where he's a talented kid. He just needs to be handled and developed the right way. And I said this, you know, on a recent show, talking about Josh Allen, you're betting on NFL sort of development when you if you make the move with a Josh Allen type. There are places where it can't happen. There are places where it can, and New England, I think, is one of those organizations. So I think the atmosphere would be better for Deshaun Kaiser in New England than it would be in Cleveland. Again, I give it a 2% chance of happening, but if the Patriots are going to address sort of QB2 slash potentially life after Brady via either free agency or trade, Deshaun Kaiser is a name that I think should be at least on the list of inquiries. I still don't give it a lot of chance of happening, but just something I think about. Of course, there's always the draft, and we're going to dive into that next here with me, Mark Schofield, and Locked On Patriots. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, now let's sort of deal with the third option here, which is addressing QB2 and potentially your next QB1 via the draft. And I think you can even divide this option into two different paths. Do you do it early in the draft and just make sure you're going to go get your guy? Or do you sort of wait, maybe address some other positions in the draft, and then do it, say, day two, maybe even early day three or mid-day three, and just see how things sort of shake out because you don't want to go up and just get, you know, go up and early get a guy, you know, pull the trigger on an early draft pick. And so, you know, right now, Patriots have a pick in the first, two in the second, one of which is the 49ers pick, a third, a fourth, a sixth, and a seventh. And as we talked about recently sort of talking about the Jimmy Garoppolo trade you know you can probably get up early in the first so that's still technically an option now is there a quarterback at least in my mind worth going up and getting and I think there's one I think it's Josh Rosen I think you know looking at the landscape of guys as they are right now I'm not including first of all Sam Darnold in that mix I think he goes back but I think looking at the current landscape, the one that I feel the most comfortable with is, is Rosen because I think he's the best in terms of scheme diversity. I think he's the cleanest mechanically. I feel most comfortable with him if I'm going to go up and get a guy or if I'm going to pick a guy early in the first round. Now, there are other guys that I do like. You know, Baker Mayfield. 
Lamar Jackson. I think they might slide a bit. I think with Jackson, he will definitely slide. I know for a fact that I'm much higher on him than the NFL is. And there are some factions of the NFL that look at Lamar Jackson and see wide receiver. And we've talked about that. We've beaten that one to death already. I want to. I don't want to go too far down that road. But a Jackson, you know, he might be there early second. He might be there late in the second. You know, he might be there at 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, whenever the Patriots, their own pick in the second round comes on the clock. He might still go back to school. We don't know yet. I'm working on the assumption that he comes out because I don't think he has anything left to prove at the college level, but given how the NFL still feels about Lamar Jackson, he might say, look, I'm going to go back and show you for one more year yet again how I can play the quarterback position. But assuming he comes out, he might be there in the second. So it could be a situation where you wait till day two and get Lamar Jackson. You know, but... A, will the Patriots, would the Patriots go up and get Josh Rosen? I don't know if they're getting all the way to one or three, shall we say, to get Rosen. I think that might be just a bridge too far. And what they would have to give up to go get that guy, you can address a lot of other needs with what it would cost to go up and get him. Especially when you know that there are going to be guys that might slide to you or that you won't have to go up as far to get. You know, we've talked a lot about Josh Allen on this podcast, and while I'm not all in on him like others are, I, I can see the allure. And if he's there late in the first round and you want to trade up a couple of spots to get him, okay, will he slide that far? You know, If all the other general managers think like I do, he would slide. But given the fact that there are so many quarterback needy teams in the top of this draft, it's hard to imagine Josh Allen sliding that far. You know, because obviously you've got Cleveland at one and four. They need to address quarterback. You've got the Giants at two. I think they address quarterback. You've got Indianapolis at three, which is a wild card, I think. You know, who knows with Andrew Luck? Maybe they're okay rolling with Luck and Jacoby Brissett. Denver at six needs to. Jets at seven, they need to. Cincinnati at ten. There's another sort of team that might address quarterback. Arizona at 14. Chargers at 16. Again, this is the current draft order. Buffalo at 17. You know, those are teams that are in the top 20 right now that I think address quarterback. Or at least could. In that next tier, maybe Baltimore does. They look to for life after Flacco. Maybe the Saints do. They start planning for life after Breeze. You know, so there are a lot of teams that could address quarterback here in the first round. You know, and a team like Pittsburgh is looming too. So it's hard to really envision guys sliding. You know, but I remember saying similar things last year, and people were saying, oh, no, guys are going to slide. But they didn't really. Teams traded up to get guys, but... You know, Kaiser was the only one that really slid. But, you know, so Josh Allen, I wouldn't do it if somehow he gets down into that mid-20 range of Patriots. Sure, then you can go get a guy like him. 
because it would be the ideal situation or close to ideal for him. I don't think they're going to be in a position to get Rosen. I don't think they're going to be in a position to get Mayfield because they'd have to get up into that top 10 to do it. And I'm just, from what we've seen from the New England Patriots, I'm not sure they do. So then it becomes, where do you go after that? You know, and I think it's a situation where you might see a guy like Lamar Jackson slide. But barring that, you're then looking at sort of the next tier of guys. And there are some intriguing options there as well. We've talked a little bit about Mike White from Western Kentucky. He's a guy that's going to be down in Mobile. Kyle Loretta, the kid from Richmond, another guy that's going to be down in Mobile. Brandon Silvers, a kid from Troy, another quarterback who's going to be down in Mobile. Those are three sort of mid-tier guys that I think if the Patriots decide it's just too much to go up and get a guy early in this draft and the guys that slide don't either get to us or we're not in on those guys. Like maybe they're maybe they're off on Josh on Lamar Jackson. Okay, there are some intriguing guys sort of in that mid range. Brandon Silvers, like I mentioned, the kid from Richmond, Loretta, who I'm Loretta, who I mentioned, Mike White, Mason Rudolph, who another quarterback I came away sort of underwhelmed with, but if he's there in the second or the third, that could make sense. And. Now that we've laid out sort of all the options, I think sort of a mix of option A and option C subpart two makes the most sense. I think the Patriots retain Hoyer as sort of their like drastic in case of emergency break open glass type quarterback if something happens to Tom Brady early next season. And I think they address quarterback in this draft, but like I've been assuming all along, I think they do it late day two, early day three in that range. You know, but that's just me sitting here on December 28th. Obviously, there's a lot that could change between now and then. But I just think that looking at sort of how they address the quarterback position going forward, that sort of combination, that sort of choice, that menu, I think, makes the most sense. I mean, they've got to figure it out. They've got to have a plan in place for life after Tom Brady. And I've said before that Belichick has always said it's better to be a year ahead of schedule than a year behind schedule because then you've potentially lost a season or even two depending on how much development the next guy needs. So... They address it in some way. I think sitting here right now that it's they retain Hoyer. They add more of a day two, day three type guy. One of these mid-tier guys. And they've addressed it while still retaining some sort of flexibility to address it again next year. If things don't work out with the new guy, if, if Hoyer just doesn't work out, whatever. You've still got some flexibility. Because if you expend a lot of capital to go up and get a guy, you've got to A, be sure that he's right, and B, be sure that you haven't sold the farm, so to speak, because you've got other needs to address. You've got pass rush to address. You've got safety that you probably want to address because Harmon, Chun, McCordy, 
they're going to need to be replaced at some point. You might have, you know, in, in Jordan Richards, you might have a Chun replacement type, but what do you have beyond that? You know, you might need to make additions along the offensive line. I know they had Garcia, who they brought in. You know, maybe he's eventually your shoulder replacement. You know, but you might need to add some depth there. You know, tight end but behind Rob Gronkowski has sort of been another swirling little question mark. They got the Hollister kid. But so what I'm saying is there are other needs that you need to address as we head towards the offseason, whenever that begins. And hopefully it doesn't begin for a while. So it just seems to me that given some of the other needs on this roster, if you're going to go make that move, if you're going to make that leap, you got to be right. you got to be sure that you're right. And when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks, it's hard to be right. You know, Bill Wallace said that playing quarterback was hard. Evaluating quarterbacks might have even been harder. You know, and I, I say that as somebody that does it for a living. It's hard. And teams get it wrong all the time. And so it seems to me that given all of that, putting that all together, I think they retain Hoyer. They address a guy sort of in the mid-round range, and that's why this draft season is going to be a ton of fun starting with the Senior Bowl. But that's been sort of my long-winded spiel about the options in front of the New England Patriots as they think about life after Brady and start to prepare for that. You're not replacing them yet, but you always want to be a year ahead of schedule. Those are my thoughts. You can let me know yours on Twitter at Mark Schofield. I will be back tomorrow for your game day edition of Locked On Patriots getting you ready for the regular season finale. And then I will be back sometime on New Year's Eve with your recap show. Hopefully another glorious edition, victory edition of Locked On Patriots. Maybe you can listen to that as you're getting ready to go out on the town for a wonderful last night of 2017. Maybe not. Either way, whatever you're doing on New Year's Eve, I hope you're going to have fun. Until then, everybody, keep it locked right here. Me, Mark Schofield, and Locked On Patriots. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.